This is On The Tee with Anita Marks. This is On The Tee. Now here's your host, Anita Marks. It is On The Tee here on ESPN Radio. We welcome you in. Looking at the leaderboard at the Travelers. That's where we're heading into. Some beautiful weather out there for us. Uh, definitely a surprise on the uh, on the East Coast. Um, I was... <laughs> I, I was, uh, my golf tournament was supposed to be on Monday and we made a decision to uh, postpone it until August because, uh, you know, mother nature and, and, and those that are predicting the weather, uh, we're saying 70 to 80% chance of rain. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's, it's been nice out here on the East coast. Hopefully that will continue, uh, for sure. Especially it is pride. It is pride Sunday. Uh, for folks in New York City. So a really exciting day out here on the East Coast. All right, so uh, where are we? Let's look back before we look forward. This is our first chance to talk about the U.S. Open, and big shout-out to Wyndham Clark, uh, who did win his first major. And I don't know about you, but for me, pulling at the heartstrings, uh, his story about losing his mom and uh, him feeling like every time he tees up, she's looking down on him. Of course, I, if, if you know anything about me, um, I'm just a mush. Uh, of course, uh, I had tears in my eyes when, uh, when of course, uh, they were sharing that story and, and, and all that uh, he has had to endure as a young man and now winning. And I, I, obviously, since I cover golf, I've just been following uh, his season this year, and uh, and he's been he's been absolutely fantastic. I, I think obviously Wyndham Clark has a very bright future on the PGA Tour, and uh, and nothing like winning a major early on in your career to get that monkey off your back, and uh, and and obviously um, just having a lot of swagger. That's for sure. So big shout out to Wyndham Clark. If you recall, Ricky Fowler, when not one of my my favorite golfer. Um, and I've said this time and time again, like everything I, I have golf wise is pretty much orange, my gloves, my golf balls, my tees. Uh, and it's all because of Ricky. Uh, I know he wears pink Thursday through Saturday, but on Sunday he's sporting that Oklahoma, uh, that Oklahoma state, uh, orange and, um, and, and so, and so I've just, I've, I've adopted that. Uh, for Ricky Fowler. And it was unfortunate. Shot a 75 on Sunday and Ricky doing Ricky things. Uh, But hey, he's tied for fourth right now on the leaderboard at the Travelers. So let's dive into the Travelers. And there's some really good storylines here as well. So uh, full disclosure, if you watch me on Daily Wager, shameless plug, not so shameless. I do it all the time, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. Typically, I'm on Wednesdays. Uh, They like to have me on Wednesdays because I do preview whatever golf tournament is coming up. And Denny McCarthy was my pick to win this bad boy. I played Denny McCarthy across the board. What does that mean? I played him always. Winning top five, top 10, top 20. So mama's playing with house money right now, which is great. Um, why did I like Denny top 10 at the Wells Fargo and the Memorial top 20 at the U S open. And this is one of the shortest courses on tour for the PGA tour. So now you've got a lot of guys specifically, and this is really interesting. You've got a lot of guys like Keegan Bradley, like Reavy. Reavy is right behind him. One shot under at 20. He's second, um, who now you've got a lot of guys that are more in the mix that don't have to grip it and rip it in order to win which is huge for these guys. Some other guys that I liked heading in, Russell Henley, uh, Fleetwood. Fleetwood's going to win at some point in time, right, guys? 
And gals, he has to. Uh, that's another guy that I'm rooting for. Uh, which, which, by the way, I want to say it was like, was it two years ago? Um, where uh, there was a tournament hosted that was being hosted at Liberty National. And as you know, you can get the ferry back and forth to uh, the financial district in New York City. And so I was in a Gristides uh, here in, in, in downtown New York and in, in the financial district. And I was in there and, and Tommy Fleetwood st- standing next to me. Couldn't be more than like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, I, like I was towering over him. I'm like, Tommy? <laughs> um, he's a little dude. But, uh, but has not been able to win here uh, on American soil. But eventually it's going to happen. I also liked Eric Cole coming in and Adam Shank. But uh, more importantly, picked Denny McCarthy to, uh, to win. And I was feeling really good about that on Thursday and Friday until yesterday. Unfortunately, this is a birdie fest and, uh, and, and <laughs> not, for, not for Denny yesterday. So unfortunately, Denny McCarthy shoots, goes even. So now he's tied for fourth and he's 15 under. So he's six shots board. It is Keegan Bradley at 21 under. He was six under yesterday. Dadakoff gives him a 55.7% chance of winning this bad boy. And understandably so. He's first in strokes gained total, first in approach, second in tee to green, and second in putting. If you feel that Keegan is going to win this bad boy today. Minus 140 to win. Reedy, like I said, right behind him at 20 under. So he's one shot back. He's second in strokes gain total. First in putting. Datagolf gives him a 27.7% chance of winning. He is at plus 260. Okay, so these are the two guys at the top of the leaderboard. Next guy closest is uh, Patrick Cantley at 16 under. I'm going to get to him in just a second. But here's what's really interesting. I just shared with you. Uh, Keegan Bradley is second in strokes game putting. Reavy is first in strokes game putting. But guess what? For the season on tour, Bradley is 43rd. Reavy is 109. So what, what gives? Do they have Ricky Fowler's new putter <laughs> that everybody... A little bit later on the show, uh, John Mascari is going to join us. We're going to do a deep dive into that storyline. That's a huge storyline because, boy... Um, there is, there <laughs> talk about supply and demand. Um, there is not enough supply, but there is an, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how many people out there listening to the show have reached out to Odyssey to see if they could get that putter. I, I have not, uh, I'm with Callaway. Thank you. John Muscari set me up with Callaway. I have not, but I, I, I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about researching um, because my putting definitely needs some Ricky Fowler help. That's for sure. Um, man, what a great storyline that is. Again, if, if you're not aware of it, stay tuned. We're going to do a deeper dive into it. So Keegan Bradley, again, at the top of the leaderboard and, and some really, really good storylines around Keegan Bradley right now. As we know, he's won five times on tour already. He missed the cut last week at the LA Country Club at the U.S. Open. So what did he do for Father's Day? He took his two sons and they went to go play mini golf as opposed to, and by the way, he is a Northeasterner. He grew up in Vermont, went to school up near uh, Massachusetts. So this is, this is home cooking for him. This is his own backyard, right? So he's feeling really comfortable here. 62 on Thursday, 63 on Friday, shot a 64 yesterday. Um, he's got friends and family that are out there. Also really interesting. I'm sure because he missed the cut at a, in, in LA, he, uh, he had his, his, uh, 
his his coach Darren May uh, come on over and and they worked. Not only was he playing mini golf with his two sons uh, for Father's Day, but he also worked with his coach. So he had extra time. A lot of times, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times people will fade a golfer because they missed a cut, right? Oh, you missed a cut. His golf game is off. He's not on point. I'm going to fade him. It's not, sometimes it's not the case. Dudes miss the cut. Like, for example, I'm going to talk about Justin Thomas, JT, for just a second. He's tied for seventh, 14 under. He was eight under yesterday. Not only did he miss the cut in L.A., he shot an 81. That's like, that's like you and I. Like when I tee up, my my goal my goal is to just break eighty, right? That's my goal. I break eighty, I'm a happy camper. I, I got to be realistic at this point in time in my life. Didn't start playing golf until after college with my grandfather. Just started playing golf uh, just because I wanted to spend more time with my grandfather, and it's what he did. Um, and so that's why I I took up golf. Growing up, it's it's probably one of my biggest regrets in life. I didn't want to play golf. I thought golf was for the the kids out there that were nerds. Uh, they were country club kids. Um, they were the kids out there that were unathletic and they couldn't play football or baseball or soccer, um, or basketball with me and the, and the boys. And so that's, that was that other sport. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, biggest, and, and, and at the end of the day, if this is my biggest regret in life, well then God bless me. So, um, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, uh, so JT shot an 81 at the U S open, but look at him now. He's first in strokes game T to green six in approach. On this course. So a lot of times people fade golfers because they miss a cut in the previous, but sometimes it works to their benefit because now they have more time. They get to that course early. They're able to stay in that city, get acclimated to that city, get acclimated to that golf course and work. Um, and so that's what we've seen now with, with, with Keegan Bradley and as well as Justin Thomas. So Keegan Bradley, like I said, a 62 on Thursday, 63 on, on, on Friday, 64 yesterday. Uh, here, here's the thing. He has felt the pressure before being at the top of the leaderboard, and he has not always delivered. Although, again, Datagoff gives him a 55.7% chance of winning. Now, Reevee and Keegan Bradley have been in this situation before, back in 2019, and Reevee beat Bradley. So they've been here before. Uh, and Reevee, 20 under, shot a, uh, was 7 under yesterday. What are his metrics? Uh, second in strokes gain total, first putting. Datagolf gives him a 27.7% chance of winning. Uh, he loves this course. He's great on short courses as well. Um, and uh, But we know, it's very interesting. The crowd's going to be behind Keegan Bradley, that's for sure. Again, from Vermont, Massachusetts area. But the pressure is going to be on Bradley. So really, here are the two guys. Now, let's take a look at some of the guys that are chasing them. Big chasers, right? Because you got now Patrick Cantlay. Uh, he's five shots off the lead. He was nine under yesterday. Patrick Cantlay, second in strokes gain total yesterday, uh, seventh in strokes gain tee to green uh, for the first three days. You can wager Patrick Cantlay, one of the best golfers on tour, eight to one that he's going to come back and win this bad boy. Not a bad wager, I'm telling you. Uh, Ricky Fowler, of course, I'm talking with my heart, not my head. He's seventh in putting. He's fifth in strokes gain total. I'll tell you, probably my favorite bet is Ricky Fowler. He's better chasing you. He's better being the hunter as opposed to the hunted, as we saw last week in L.A., plus 160 to finish in the top five. Might be one of my favorite bets for Ricky Fowler. Okay? Uh, then you got Denny, 50-1 to 1 to come back and win this bad boy. Fourth in strokes gain total. Really, really horrible round. Again, 
uh, went, went even yesterday when this course is really a birdie fest, as you can see, uh, minus 21, 21 under at the top leaderboard. Of course it is. Uh, but now Denny down to 50 to one to come back and win this bad boy. I, again, I, I've already won my money with Denny McCarthy, so I'm not going there. But how about some long shots? Uh, Scotty Scheffler. This is unbelievable, people. Okay, 25 to one for Scotty Scheffler. He's six shots. I'm sorry, seven shots back. He's 14 under. He's seven shots back. He shot eight under yesterday. Here's what's really interesting. He's he's strokes gained total. He's eighth, third in tee to green, fourth in approach, 74 putting. This is the storyline. This is the storyline. And right now he's tied for seventh. Unbelievable. Now, 25 to 1 to win because his putter is not working. That's not where I'm going. But how about this? You could get Scotty Shuffler to finish in the top five at plus 130. That's how I'm rolling. That might be my two favorite bets today. Ricky Fowler, top five at plus 165. And Scotty Scheffler, top five at plus 130 for different reasons. Ricky's putter, obviously. Scotty Scheffler, just one of the best ball strikers on tour. Last but not least, I'll leave you with Justin Thomas. Like I said, shot an 81 at at the uh, LA Country Club. But right now, he's first in strokes gained total, six on approach. He shot a 62 yesterday. You could get him to win this at 65 to one. That's not how I'm rolling. Um, Him as well. I like him to finish in the top five, and you could get that at three to one. He's 14 under. So that, that's where my money's rolling today. It's not necessarily who's going to win because I do believe it comes down to, to Keegan Bradley and, and Reavy. I, I really do. If they wet the bed, Cantlay has a phenomenal round. Ricky Fowler has a phenomenal round. Um, Denny McCarthy finds his game again. Okay. But probably my favorite bets are top fives. Ricky Fowler top five at plus 165. Uh, Scotty Scheffler top five at plus 130. And Justin Thomas top five at three to one. That's how I'm rolling today. That's how I'm rolling. All right, quick break. We come back. Let's talk about the ladies taking place at Baltistral right here, not too far from where I'm broadcasting. Christina Thompson, CEO extraordinaire from Golf for Her. I always say, you want to play well, you need to look good. Isn't that the truth? Even when I go play pickleball every morning, I want to look good. I, I walk on the court a lot of times. I, like I've got, I've got a ton of hokas. I probably have like 150 pairs of hokas. Uh, my hokas match my outfit. Just when I go here and I play pick, pick up, pick up pickleball. Why? I want to look good. And people go, oh, Anita, I like that ensemble. Why? I, I, if I feel I look good, I know that I'm going to play better. Same thing in golf. You want to look good, you're going to play better. So excited to get Christina Thompson on. She's going to break on. She's going to break down the ladies, the LPGA uh, taking place again at Baltistraw. So we'll do that. We'll hear from uh, John Mascari as well. So still a lot more coming your way. Uh, you're listening to On the Tee here on ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. We've got Christina Thompson, 
Golf for Her, CEO extraordinaire, joining us. As I always say, Christina, you know you want to play well, you got to look good, right, babe? That's that's my motto. I live by it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. If that's what we can do, we do it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. The KPMG Women's PGA Championship happening right now in our own backyard. You have been out there. First and foremost, you and I have both played ball to straw before. How is the course playing? How does it look right now? How thick is the rough? Oh, my God. The rough, it's like double-seated, so it's <laughs> super dense, super super hard, harder than ever. But the course, listen, this is one of the most storied venues in the country, right? I mean, the course is absolutely beautiful. I mean, optically, when you're there, you're just amazed at the beauty and the charm of this course. So it is no surprise at all that the course is playing as tough as it is. I mean, it is a major event. Um, there has been some nasty weather the first two days, which unfortunately resulted in some incredibly high scores. Uh, so we did not see a lot of the players play as well as we were hoping. Um, but, you know, it did shake out, and we have some incredible players now at the top of the leaderboard who are in contention. Um but, you know, Saturday played a little bit different. I mean, yesterday I was out there. It was supposed to be a rainy day. It turned out to be incredibly hot and humid. <laughs> so it was a sweaty, muggy, and warm day. But Leona McGuire from Ireland, she's leading at 7-under after recording a 2-under 69 on Saturday. She played beautifully. I mean, she hit 12 of 14 fairways, 14 of 18 greens, 31 putts. Uh, it was her. You know, with her win last week at Myers, she's looking to go back-to-back today. And it's, it's, a, it's a, she's in contention. She's looking like she's dominating. She feels comfortable out there on the court. So with a win today, this could be her third win and become, believe it or not, the first female to win a major from Ireland, which is crazy to think with the popularity of the sport in Ireland that Leona is making major records for uh, Irish women. But she has Dermot Byrne. Um, some people may know Dermot. He's been he's one of the same brothers from a long line of professional caddies in Ireland. Dermot caddied for Shane Lowry and has caddied at ball straw before. So she's lucky to have this guy on her bag. They've been a good team for a little while. And I think he's going to help Leona, you know, continue to hold on to that lead and hopefully get her major win. And But just behind her, we've got Jenny Shin. She's sitting solo second and six under. Fired a bogey-free 5-under 66 on the lower course yesterday. So this would be Jenny's second LPGA Tour win, her first since 2016. And in third sits Northern Ireland, Stephanie Meadow. She finished up Saturday 4-under 67 for sole possession of third place. Uh, two behind the leaders. So we've got someone from Ireland, someone from Northern Ireland playing a beautiful course, played really well in some crappy rain the last few days but you know we're, we're excited i'll be out there today one of the players that i know a lot of people have been talking about you and i have spoken about rose zhang a lot uh i followed her for a few holes yesterday including the 18th hole where she hit a beautiful shot right to the center of the fairway had 219 yards to the pin took out a five wood knocked her approach like three feet from the pin for an easy eagle which you know helps bump her up to one under and a tie for four teams. Uh, she finished six strokes off the lead, off the lead. And, you know, she, I know she's got a bit of a crowd out there following her high expectations for her. And I know, like I said, you and I have talked about her. I know there's a lot of chat about her, but she's got a bit of an uphill climb on Sunday to get to the winner's circle, but she's got a lot of support out there.
Yeah, I mean, just the mere fact, um, 68 yesterday, just the mere fact that she's tied for 12th. Uh, is is pretty unbelievable yeah. uh you know her her career it, it definitely off to a great start uh winning here a few weeks ago at liberty and 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 you know a lot of people are, are saying like you know she she very well could be the next uh female tiger on the lpga tour and and of course we know what that would mean uh to uh to the yeah. tour as well uh, to have that type of yeah. um uh what what am i looking what, what's the word i'm looking for you know that type of draw um, where people yeah. each week in and week out are, are going to be wanting to, to, to watch and tune into. So uh, that would be tremendous. Yeah. Uh, really, really interesting. When you're talking about Leona, um, if, if you can share with the, with, with the listeners out there, Christina, how, you know, these women don't necessarily, very few of them have like a quote unquote caddy who they have on salary. A lot of times they will go to a certain golf course and they will hire a caddy that works at that golf course. Yeah, you know, um, I, I believe Dermot's on her bag pretty regularly, but, you know, a lot of the players, I mean, listen, if you're playing a course like Baltimore or, or playing the Liberty or courses, these girls have not had the opportunity to play these courses like some of the guys have in the past. So there is an advantage to going to a local, going to one of these courses, hiring a local caddy. They know the ins and the outs. They know how these greens run. They know the little secrets and the nuggets of these courses. And there is a lot of times where the players, these ladies will, um, will take a local caddy. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of players that, yes, they do have their regular caddies that stick with them, but um, there is an advantage for getting a local caddy. You don't see that Mm -hmm. so much on the PGA tour, but you do see it more on the LPGA tour where you'll see, you know, there are a few players who will go to pebble next week and they'll have a local caddy on their bag. They've never played this course. They need that little extra advantage. And so I think, you know, anytime they can do it, they, they, they take advantage of that. that All right. Well, that being said, sure. with, with that being said, well, really quick before, because I want to get your thoughts on Pebble. Um, uh, so Leona McGuire right now to win is plus 105. Uh, Jenny Shen is plus 360. Uh, out of you, You've been out there. You've been watching these ladies tee it up and, and play. Anybody you have confidence in? Um, Rose Zhang, 55 to one. I know that's, she's quite a few ways away, uh, but anybody yeah. out here who you feel confident um, that you feel is going to win it today? You know, honestly, I, I think Leona's going to hold on to it. I think she's playing incredibly golf, strong golf. Um, she has all of the tools in her bag right now to stay steady. I mean, her mindset, she's a very calm, focused, uh, player, so I just think that she's in a really good zone right now. She understands the course, and I, I'm not going to see. I think she may actually pull ahead a little bit more from from Jenny Shin. I think Jenny Shin again, you know, she hasn't won in a while. She's been playing consistently though, but I, I think she's going to put a little pressure on her today. Uh, but I, I think if I had to lean anyone, I think Leona's going to hold the lead. I think she's actually going to pull away from the pack a little bit more this afternoon for sure. Or actually, the girls are going out early. They there's some nasty weather that's coming this afternoon. So they actually are going out on split tees in threesome. So you're going to have McGuire, Shin, and Meadow tee off at 1030 this morning. So we're hoping to get that, that round in earlier before the nasty weather. But, you know, listen, if I had to pick a player to play in some nasty rain or some, you know, thick air, I'm going with someone from, I'm going from a, with Leona Kershaw to win this today. And again, uh, the women head out west again, June 6th through the 9th for Pebble in the U.S. Open. Really quick, we just have about, have about 30 seconds. Uh, anybody yeah. that you are eyeing to win that tournament? 
Wow, you know, there's so the play the players are playing really good right now. I mean, the the talent is incredibly deep. Players like Liam Pace, Jin Young Ko, again Jenny Shin and Leon McGuire, they all have a chance to be in the mix. I mean, you're going to see this course play very differently uh, than Balthasar did this week. They're going to set it up a little bit different. It is a U.S. Open course. Uh, you know, it's there's a lot of excitement for this course to play there, but. You know, we haven't seen a U.S. winner since 2016 when Brittany Langland. So I'd like to see a U.S. player come up and shine and take the national championship. But it is—it's going to be—it's going to be anyone's game. I mean, we saw a lot of a lot of big names didn't make the cut this week. So I think they're—they went back home trying to figure out what went wrong to prepare for Pebble. And uh, we should see a very different leaderboard next week. But it's fantastic, be spectacular. All right. Uh, Christina, thank you. Really do appreciate it. Christina Thompson, golf for her with an LPGA preview. Still a lot more coming your way uh, on the tee here on ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. All right, welcoming in to On the Tee is John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club. Um, joining us now like he does pretty much each and every week. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm well, Anita. Good morning, everyone. Uh, first things first, let's look back before we look forward. The U.S. Open, L.A. Country Club. Boy, uh, did uh, – and, and I'm curious to get your – because you, you, you've you got your landscape in regard to, uh, you know, the entire tour. When when these dudes came out and went like 10 and 11 under on day one, what do you feel the, the response was from the USGA out there in L.A.? Were they like, uh, meet – um, meeting, please. Who's getting fired? Um, did somebody did somebody lose their job based on how day one played out at the LA Country Club? I would hope not. And you know, there was a lot of fanfare coming into this event at LACC and how difficult the course was. And when, to your point, when they're going out and throwing darts and shooting ten under. You know, everyone's kind of sitting in the room. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. Like, what happened? And mm-hmm. I think you mentioned it when we were uh, when the event was going on. How they had they had cut the rough a bit, and were planning that it would grow back lush and thick. And Mother Nature had something to say about it, and it really wasn't. Um, so that that kind of hurt the scoring a little bit. I, I guess for me, the the course was cool. I wasn't blown away by it, Anita. Um, and, and what I really, maybe, maybe I should say it better this way. The atmosphere that was there was not what I would expect at a U.S. Open, the People's Open, right? Like, where are the people? <laughs> and I think that having a great crowd, like we've seen at Oakmont, and we've seen at Bethpage and, and Wingfoot, that, that lends to the excitement. And I feel like we were cheated of that in L.A., um, so maybe, uh, maybe that's something they're going to think about with, with where they're hosting. And obviously I know they haven't played out for the next 30 years. And if you look at the, the sites, it's the, the traditional, all the big boy courses that you've seen. So LA country club, they did a great job, nice finish, but I don't think they're going to be in the rotation again for a little bit. Yeah. So, so I just out of curiosity, John, what, what were you hearing as to why the crowds did did not get out there in attendance what were you hearing the only yeah the only thing i really heard was that a lot of the the ticket sales were low they only had x amount of tickets um and a lot of the members bought up the tickets at lacc which meant they kind of stayed more in the tents and the hospitality areas and really weren't on the 
on the ropes. And, you know, you saw some pictures of Wyndham Clark coming down the back nine and, you know, there was like, maybe it was two people deep. You know, this is the final round of the U.S. Open. Usually it's crowds and crowds of people. Now, we saw that on 18. They let everyone kind of file in behind, but that's everyone on the course right there. And um, I just wish they would have done a better job with promoting ticket sales and, and having more, quote-unquote, of the people around. You know, listen, you know. I, I'm, I, I'm from, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm born and raised in Miami. And and I, I truly believe that when you when you're in a city uh, where you, there's so much to do because the weather is always pristine, I think it's really hard for any sport. Right. And and granted, yeah, this is the first time in a long time that the U.S. Open made its way through uh, California. You would hope that a number of people out there would embrace that and go. But I just think, you know, a lot of times when you go to like big cities where there's so much to do and the weather cooperates in regard to what everything you can go out and experience, I think it's hard as opposed to going to like right now, a little town in Connecticut, travelers where now like, oh, wow, you know, it's once a year. We get it. It's here. I, I, I just I, I think that that has something to do with it. But nonetheless, yeah, but you could. Can- you can look at the opens that were played at Bethpage and, and Shinnecock and, you know, listen, no one hates driving to Long Island more than I do, but you can get there and the crowds are intense. So I, I get, I get what you're saying as far as there's so much going on in LA. I just wish they would have turned out a little bit better for the, for the U S open. I hear you. I hear you. Hear that LA. You hear that. LA? <laughs> right, East Coast well, shots fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> How to win friends and influence people. Obviously, you didn't read yeah, that book, well. John Mescari. Um, So, <laughs> so, uh, so the storyline again at the U.S. Open. Ricky Fowler, you know my guy. Uh, everything I own is orange, from my 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 golf balls to my tees to a, a lot of my golf apparel. Um, Ricky doing Ricky things on Sunday shot a 75. So unfortunately, as we know, he did not win. Wyndham Clark obviously won. Couldn't be more excited for the guy, especially wow, pulling at the heartstrings in regard to his story with his mother and his family. And ah, oh, uh, of course, there was a tear in my eye on Sunday. Uh, then Rory and then Scotty Scheffler still doing Scotty things, even though his uh, flat stick is just god awful. Um, but so, so your thoughts on how the, uh, the how this how Sunday played out and Wyndham Clark winning, John? Yeah, I was really high on Rory coming into the weekend, and he really didn't disappoint. I felt like he played great golf. He he couldn't really buy a putt. I mean, he felt like nothing was falling in. He had opportunities, had opportunities over the edge, off the corner, just missed. And he hits a bad drive on 16. He hooks one, like, left of left, in the rough, can't really advance it that far, has to lay up. Then he, you know, he hits a short, he makes bogey. And it looked like Wyndham was leaking oil coming in, right? You were like, oh my God, you're watching this shot tracer on some of the holes. He goes over the green on the par three and hits an unbelievable chip shot. You know, totally, totally, you know what, of steel on, on some of these shots. And you, he gets the benefit of a huge fairway on 18. I mean, this thing you want to call it a cut. This was a borderline slice off the tee, but keeps it together and knocks it on. And to your point, emotional, the culmination of so much through his life, both professionally and personally. This was a guy who didn't really think he could play golf professionally, wanted to quit the game. And as a college player, 
kind of had thoughts about getting out of golf and, and to go from something like that to the penultimate win at the U.S. Open is really awesome. And you could see that emotion when the putt dropped. I don't think it was just the fact that it was a big win for him, but it was like just an exhale of the pressure that went on for four days and the week and the final holes. It was like, oh, my God, it's over. Thank God. It was unbelievable. Uh, I, I do want to get to uh, Ricky Fowler's putter because that is a big storyline uh, oh, this week. <laughs> but and, and, and let's take a look at the leaderboard because Ricky Fowler, yet again, shoots another 60, 10 under yesterday. So now he is in the topic of discussion of potentially uh, making a run here. He's only six shots back now. So looking at the leaderboard, this is the Travelers. This is taking place a few miles North of John and I here back on the East Coast, TPC River Highlands and Keegan Bradley, a hometown guy, grew up in Vermont, a Northeasterner, uh, is at the top of the leaderboard. He's got a ton of friends and family there. And boy, has he put on a show, right? So Keegan Bradley, 21 under at the top of the leaderboard, six under yesterday. Data Golf gives him a 55.7% chance of winning. Um and then he's got uh, Ches Reevy, who's right behind him at 20 under. So he's one shot behind. Datagoff gives him a 27.7% chance of winning. Then, of course, you've got Cantlay. Got to be worried about Cantlay, right? One of the best golfers in the world. And then tied for fourth is Ricky Fowler, Denny McCarthy, who, by the way, on Wednesday, if you watch me on, on, on Daily Wager, Denny McCarthy was my winner to win this. So obviously him shooting even yesterday uh, really upset me because I was feeling really, although I did play him across the board, win top five, top 10, top 20. So I'm playing with house money. It's all good. And then Adam Scott, those three cats are sitting at 15 under. So let's start with Fowler really quick before we really start breaking down the travelers, his putter in that story is unbelievable. So for folks who have not heard this yet, Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark were playing in a, a, a friendly um, and, Ricky, well, first of all, let's rewind. Ricky Fowler was out playing with his caddy, and his caddy had this putter. Um, it has lead tape on the bottom of it. Um, it was shaved down about an inch, and it had this extra long, wide, thick, girthy grip to it. And his caddy was sinking every putt imaginable. And Ricky was like, hey, let me check that out. He grabbed this putter from his his caddy, who his caddy, you know, put this together and was just like, ooh, I like this. Make me one. And sure enough, he did. And um, and this is the putter that Ricky's been using. Now he played a friendly with Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark tried the putter and was like, dude, I like that. I want one of those. Wyndham Clark got the same putter. He ends up winning the U.S. Open with it. Now, John, you can't, like, you, you like, you can't buy like every, like every golfer in the world's trying to buy this putter now. And it's, and it's very unique. I, and, and I'll let you pick it up from there in regard to yeah. what, you know, how you feel like the lead tape, the shave down, the thick grip, you know, your thoughts on this special putter that now has Ricky Fowler tied for fourth heading into this tournament on Sunday. Right. I mean, could you ask for any better marketing no. <laughs> for Odyssey golf and what's going nope. on with this putter? And, Here's the fun part. This is like a seven-year-old putter. It's not like something that's out now. This is an old head, and I'm sure the people at Odyssey are scrambling around the warehouse saying, where are all those jailbird heads we have? We put them in a box somewhere. And it's, it's, it's so funny because that's kind of us as golfers anyway. Like, we'll be on the putting green and be like, hey, let me see that putter. 
Oh yeah, I just got it. Check it out. Oh, this feels kind of nice. All right, let me. And before you know it, you're running into the golf shop and. Can you get me the putter that Anita has right now, please? I need this in my life. (laughs) So it's really cool that, you know, that's how fickle we are as golfers. If we find something that looks good, feels really solid, we start seeing the ball roll in, our confidence is building, we need that in our life. And, and, you know, you talk about the lead tape and the being shorter and the big grip, and those are all just little tinkering tools that we do as as golfers where – the thicker grip will kind of let your hands not release and turn as much. Okay. Um, the longer putter is able, you're able to put a little bit of a counterbalance weight in the grip. So essentially the head feels a little lighter and then he puts some lead tape on it to kind of change that a bit. So lots of stuff with feel. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little more upright of a putter as well, but I think Keegan Bradley has the same putter too. Anita, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he does. So, <laughs> You know, chalk up another one for Odyssey Golf. I mean, listen, they're already the number one putter on on the planet, and then you know to have stuff like this happen just is unbelievable. But try getting your hands on one of these things; it's like impossible. Unbelievable, um, and it's such a great storyline. Okay, with that being said, uh, again, let's let's take a look at the, at the travelers and what's going on here. As I said, Keegan Bradley at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, then you've got Reavy right behind him. Cantlay, Fowler, McCarthy, some guys. Coming off, like, how about Justin Thomas? By the way, you get Justin Thomas 65 to 1, in some areas 80 to 1, to come back and win this bad boy. He went eight under yesterday. Keep in mind, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Uh, and also, uh, Ming Woo Lee uh, is 14 under as well. You can get him at 80 to 1. Some guys that, if they go really low, and if Bradley and these guys kind of, um, you know, uh, as I like to call it, wet the bed. Who knows? So with that being said, heading into today, who do you like, John? Well, I mean, really, you mentioned I think Keegan was 55% and Reavy was 25. I think you might as well put Reavy at 45. I think it's the flip of the coin. Um, even though there's so much firepower behind these guys and so much fireworks on the golf course, uh, I know we're a week ahead of the 4th of July, but, man, this is like a birdie barrage. Um, I don't think it's out of the question for a – 65, 66 from Keegan, ho-hum, 65, 66, and and walk away with this. Um, Scotty's playing great, continuing his run, but I think this is Keegan's to lose, even though he's only up by one. I think he's putting great. He's he's, um, striking the ball beautifully, not a lot of mistakes on the golf course. As you mentioned, kind of a home game for him, so you'll know there'll be a pro-Keegan crowd. And... uh, I think he gets it done. And and frankly, listen, he's having a great year, um, which is odd for him because he's kind of been off the radar for a bit. So nice to see him back in the spotlight playing well again. Uh, with one last thing for you, um, looking ahead, I know it's it's a ways away, uh, not until July, but our fourth and final major, uh, the Open, of course. Uh, any any uh, Based on what we've seen so far this season, knowing what you know, three majors in the bag, Anybody right now you're eyeing for the Open? You know, I'm looking a lot. Hear me out with this. So, Scotty Scheffler is having one of the greatest seasons ever on tour, right? We would agree with that. He hasn't finished outside of the top 12 since, like, October 1981, I think was the last time he finished out of the top 12. 
and I feel like he needs a major, as bad as it sounds. Like I feel like I I need like a cherry on top of this, so I I can see him kind of putting a lot of his eggs in in the in the open championship basket. I could you know that being a big target for him. Um, looking down a little bit more down the, you know, I love Shaffley. I love Max Homa as well. Um, but you, British Open golf is different golf, right? It's not your same as we see here in the States. It's a little different, creative. The weather's going to play a big part of it. Uh, large greens, lots of run-up shots. So we'll do some more research, but, man, I would love to ski Scotty Scheffler, put a nice bow on his season with the fourth major of the year in his pocket. We'll see. Uh, that putter is uh, is just misbehaving right now. He's seven. He, heading in heading into today's round. Um, even though he's fourteen under, he's seventy fourth in putting heading into today's it's round. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really, it's, I mean, it, he's, he's such a good golfer. Like, dude, figure out the putter, please. Uh, go go get Ricky's. That's what he needs to get do. Get Ricky's putter. Uh, that's right. John Muscari joining us. Always great having you on, John. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day. My pleasure, Anita. Thanks. Good luck, everyone. You got it. Still a lot more coming your way on the tee right here on ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. You're listening to On the Tee again, brought to you by Juggernaut. Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet Sauvignon, a wine that is fierce, brave, and delicious. Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet wine, harnessing the power of nature. Also, uh, this segment brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club, played out there this past week. It was just fantastic uh greens are fantastic uh wide open fairways uh had a had a match play and it was fun actually came down so had a match play so here's the thing um we went back and forth i only got i only got one stroke i want to say it was on hole four if i remember correctly so it was it was so so this dude and I were evenly matched and we were going back and forth. I was up one. We were tied. He was up one. We were tied. He was up two. Then we tied it up. I was up one, like the whole, we were, and he was up one going into 17 and I was having a hard time for some reason. My driver was just not behaving. And, and the, the, the match was for the taking for him. And then unfortunately I want to say like he four or five putted on 17. So now we go to 18 and we're even, and so I'm in, I'm in with a five on 18. All he has to do is sink his putt to win for, he was putting for four to par it and he missed his putt. So now we both finished with a five on 18. So now what do we do? We play extra holes. So we go to hole one and my driver showed up and I just, I had, it was probably one of my best drives uh, I ended up maybe about 20 yards from the green on this par four. Uh, I just, I smacked it. And he unfortunately went into the woods and uh, had a hard time finding his ball and, and yada, yada, yada and whatnot. And so, um, and so I, I won the match on, on extra holes. So, but so fun. Love playing match play and uh, love playing out there at Rock Spring Golf Club in West Orange. If you haven't played it yet, you should. I always like to tell people I can't stand riding in a cart. I like walking. It's one of the best walking courses out there. So that was a lot of fun. Shout out to Rock Spring Golf Club. I'm ready for my match two, baby. I'm ready for my match two. 
As always, I like to end the show talking about the uh, the schedule coming up. As we know, the Travelers right now, then they head to Detroit, Michigan for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Then this is fun. The match comes your way June 29th at the Wynn Golf Club in Las Vegas. It's the NBA against the NFL. So Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are playing up against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So that will be your match coming your way on June 29th. Then you've got the John Deere Classic, Barbasol, Genesis, uh, Barracuda happening in California. And then our final, can you believe it? This golf season has flown by uh, the final major of the season, July 20th through the 23rd, the Open, a.k.a. the British Open at the Royal Liverpool Golf Club. Cam Smith looking to defend his title. We'll see what happens. I like Hatton, by the way, heading into the Open uh, obviously he's from England, um, 11th in strokes gain off the tee, uh, fifth in putting third in, uh, in strokes gain total this season. So right now, if I had to put a wager on a cat, a dude heading into the open, it would be, uh, it would be Hatton right now. So that's the schedule coming up in regard to the FedEx cup standings, John Rahm, top leaderboard. Or I should say, top of the FedEx Cup standings, not the leaderboard, at one. Scotty Scheffler not too far behind him at two. Max Homo, Wyndham Clark at four. No surprise there after winning the U.S. Open. Uh, Keegan Bradley at five. He wins today. Obviously, he's going to move up. Hovland at six. Rory, Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay. We'll see what he can do today. He's sitting at nine. He has an opportunity to move up with some points. Nick Taylor at ten. Uh, Siwoo Kim, Shoffley, Jason Day, Hatton at 14. Ricky Fowler at 16. My guy. My guy, Ricky Fowler. As always, let's end the show talking about the weather. And unfortunately, uh, it's, uh, it's not looking good. Uh, we've got 50% chance of rain today. And especially in, 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 in specifically, that rain is supposed to come in a little bit later on this afternoon. So keep that in mind. Um, hopefully, you are listening to the show on your way to the golf course. Or maybe you're about to leave to go to the golf course. So 50% chance of rain today. Again, later on this afternoon. Monday, 50% chance. Tuesday, Wednesday, 80% chance. So it doesn't look, 80% doesn't look uh, like weather is going to cooperate for any type of golf on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday, it drops down to 40. And then Friday and Saturday, it's 30%. So uh, it's going to be very hit or miss. You want to pay, I guess, closer attention as to when these storms are going to roll in to try to schedule your tee times and enjoy your golf day. So this, this concludes uh, on the tee. Again, Keegan Bradley at the top of the leaderboard, 21 under, hometown hero, lots of friends and family out there that will be cheering for him. We'll see if uh, Reavy can, um, can up, upset the apple cart. He's only one shot back. Like I said, I'm heading in. I don't have true conviction on who's going to win this, but I do like Ricky Fowler to finish in the top five at plus 165. Scotty Scheffler to finish in the top five at plus 130. And how about some Justin Thomas to finish in the top five at three to one? That's how I'm rolling this afternoon. Hopefully uh, we have helped you win some money. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to On the Tee. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Quick break. We come back. We'll kick off our normal, regular show. Guys, I keep on forgetting what we're calling it. It's the Anita Mark Show. That's me. Just kind of weird saying my own name. Uh, And obviously we will start with uh, the Yankees and Aaron Judge and what's happening there. So that next here on 98.7 ESPN.